His great accomplishment during his 11-year reign was rebuilding Babylon, the capital of a rival state that had flourished near today's Baghdad, and restoring the statues of its gods after his father had razed the city. This startling discovery was the latest in a series of daring rescue missions that Sali has embarked on since Iraqi forces began their offensive against the Islamic State in Mosul in October 2016. As a scholar specializing in the art and archaeology of the Abbasid Caliphate, which ruled the Middle East from the 8th century until the Mongol conquest of Baghdad in 1258, Sali had spent much of her career ensconced comfortably in museums and libraries. But the war has thrust her overnight into a surprising new role, combat zone archaeologist, racing to save ancient artifacts and bear witness to the devastation that the jihadists have left behind. Last November, she was one of the first non-combatants after the retreat of Isis to reach Nimrud, the 9th century BC capital of the Assyrian kingdom located on a plain overlooking the Tigris 20 miles south of Mosul. Sali documented the destruction and implemented an emergency plan to protect the bulldozed, smashed remnants of the 3,000-year-old city. The day before we met, she had traveled with Iraqi federal police escorts into western Mosul, where as many as 3,000 Islamic State militants were holed up for the final battle, determined to fight to the death. Dodging sniper fire and mortar blasts in a three-minute sprint down rubbled streets, she clambered through a hole that the terrorists had blasted into the Mosul Museum, a repository for the art of three civilizations spanning three millennia. Sali, a curator at the museum for a decade before the invasion, methodically documented the damage they had inflicted before fleeing. Two limestone lamassus, huge winged bulls with human heads that had once guarded the palace of Nimrud, lay smashed into fragments, along with a limestone lion and tablets engraved with cuneiform verses and bronze remnants of the Balawat gates from an Assyrian temple. The terrorists had cleaned out the Hatra Gallery, once filled with Greco-Roman-influenced marble statuary from Hatra, a pre-Islamic trading city on the major trading routes between the Roman Empire in the west and the Parthians in the east. They had also stolen 200 smaller objects, priceless remnants of the Assyrian, Akkadian, Babylonian, Persian, and Roman empires from a storage room. I had had an idea about the destruction, but I didn't think that it was this kind of scale, said Sali, who had inventoried many of the artifacts herself over the years and knew precisely what had been stolen. After making her way to safety, Sali filed a report to the International Council of Museums, ICOM, a group that provides help to the United Nations and other international organizations in areas afflicted by war or natural disaster. The faster the word got out, she explained, the better the chances that the artifacts could be recovered. Interpol can follow the looted objects across the Iraqi border, she said. This past January, Iraqi troops discovered a trove of 3,000-year-old Assyrian pottery stashed in a house in Mosul, occupied by the Islamic State. Sali rushed into this combat zone after midnight to retrieve 17 boxes of stolen artifacts, including some of the world's earliest examples of glazed earthenware, and arranged their shipment to Baghdad for safekeeping. She is a very active person, Muzahim Mahmoud Hussein, Iraq's most famous archaeologist, who worked closely with Sali while serving as head of museums in Nineveh province before the Islamic State invasion, told me. She has always been like that. Major Mortada Khazul, who led the unit that recovered the pottery, said that Layla is fearless. In Erbil, the capital of Iraqi Kurdistan, on a sunny spring morning, I picked up Sali at the modest home that she rents with her twin sister 
and their disabled mother. We have to live with our mother because she is handicapped, she told me, as we drove out of the sprawling oil boom town of 1.7 million people. That is one reason that I could never get married. Sometimes, she admitted, I feel it is a big sacrifice. We entered the treeless plains of Kurdistan, passing tent camps for the displaced and checkpoints manned by the Kurdish forces known as the Peshmerga. Then we veered off the highway onto a dirt road and went through more checkpoints, these run by a patchwork of ethnic and religious militias that had helped liberate areas east of Mosul. We approached a guard post manned by the Shia militia group known as the Al-Hashdi al-Shabi, identifiable by the colorful mural on their hut showing Imam Ali, the Prophet Muhammad's son-in-law. Sali, a Sunni Arab, tucked her hijab under her chin, Shia-style, as a precaution. To be honest, the Shia militia sometimes treats the people worse than the other groups do, she said. The fighters smiled and waved us onward.